have regards to Broadway. Remember me to Harold Square. Tell all the folks on 42nd Street that I will soon be there. Tell them of how I'm yearning to mingle with the old-time throng. Give my regards to old Broadway and say that I'll be there along. Say hello to dear old Coney Isle if there you chance to be. Hello, you are listening to Sick Transit Gloria here on WNYU 89.1 FM. I am Anna. And I am Sam. Sam, I am. am. Do you like green eggs and ham? Yeah. Do you like the Grateful Dead? I love the Grateful Dead. And today we have a very cool Grateful Dead episode. So let's hope people listening are also big fans of the Grateful Dead like we are. If you're not right now, you might be by the end, so stay tuned. The Grateful Dead formed in San Francisco in 1965, and they played a huge role there uh, in the hippie scene. They played at the infamous acid test that occurred, and their fan base grew and grew because they had such a unique style of playing. Yeah, they were like a big part of the Haight-Ashbury scene, which is actually their house was like right around there. They had like a they all lived in this house that I actually visited when I went to San Francisco. And Grateful Dead are a quote-unquote jam band, which means that they jam or improvise throughout their concerts uh, and throughout each song. So that means that every single concert is different. And back in 1967, the Grateful Dead started their first Eastern tour. So they came east from... Uh, San Francisco, and they played in New York City in June 1967. And since June 1967, they would perform in New York more than 150 times. So their first show in, in New York City was actually in Tompkins Square Park, which is right around the corner, basically. It's our neighborhood. Uh, it was on June 1st in 1967. Apparently, it was to a crowd of around 3,000 people. It's a packed park. Yeah, and it occurred just a few days after there was a like a hippie cop riot in in the in Tompkins Square Park, uh, where 42 people were arrested and many were injured. So here's a little excerpt from the Village Voice from June 8, 1967, about that show in Tompkins Square Park. It goes, "Quote." A happy, scruffy parade of 80 marched down St. Mark's Place, complete with police escort, to present the dead with a white carnation key to the East Village, graciously accepted by Pigpen. And the Tompkins Square band shell rocked with San Francisco glory until a noise complaint was lodged in the late afternoon. Rather than tune down, the dead turned off. I love that they performed on June 1st, 1967 in New York, because as... It goes, people call 1967 the summer of love. And they really kicked it off because that very same night, they began an 11-day residency at the Cafe Gogo in the village. Um, and this was located at 152 Bleecker Street in the basement of the Garrick Cinema or the new Andy Warhol Garrick Theater, which was a just about a 200-seat movie theater where Andy Warhol debuted a few of his films. The Cafe Agogo opened in 1964 and closed down in 1969, but during their time they had many important musical acts perform there, like the Grateful Dead, 
Muddy Waters, Howlin' Wolf, Joni Mitchell, The Doors, Van Morrison, and many more. So The Dead played 11 shows there at the beginning of that summer in 1967. And sometimes they even played twice a day, like on June 1st when they played in the park and then in the cafe. They did the same thing on June 8th. Uh, and during the day then, they actually played at the Central Park Bandshell. So that sounds like it was an amazing afternoon. Yeah, it was a free afternoon concert. I'm just trying to picture like the Grateful Dead jamming out at the Central Park Bandshell right now because it's like... Pumpkin Square Park, yeah, that, that could make sense to me. It fits the vibe, but Central Park is like... It's like uptown. It's uptown, <laughs> yeah. It is. <laughs> Uptight, uptown. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> well, it's like the people walking their dogs. Yeah, exactly. It's like not Tompkins, not Tompkins vibes. But while doing some research, uh, we found some comments uh, from people who said they were at the Central Park show. So we're going to read a, a little bit of it. Uh, Again, I might take these with a grain of salt. Based on what they said, I think you'll understand why. Yeah, the first one says, quote, barely remember, but it was unbelievable with acid all over the place. Parentheses, I think. <laughs> I was 15. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one was like a, a comment from this guy whose friend went, and the friend said, I heard a concert on a hot day on June 8th, 1967, and saw people dancing to some unusual music. It was the Grateful Dead. Since it was so hot, I went behind the band shell to see if the sprinklers were turned on. And they were not. So during the halftime break, I went up to Jerry Garcia, suggested that he announce that we should go to the Bethesda Fountain and cool off. However, the fountain was shut down for repair. So for the first and last time in the, in the universe, about 500 hippies and others went swimming in the Central Park rowboat lake, which was basically a sewer. That was one of the most famous concerts of all time and has become and has come to be known as the Exodus concert because everyone made a mass exodus from the band shell and went swimming. Okay, we found an article from the New York Times, June 9th, 1967. They don't say anything about jumping into the rowboat lake, but that's kind of a weird thing to make up. No, but the end quote from the New York Times article is a guy and he goes, I'm a pothead, quote. <laughs> A young man said amiably, walking by with a kitchen pot on his head. I love that. <laughs> but yeah, they said an audience of about 450. Young people wearing sandals or socks. When the pace quickened of the music, they were jumping around like rag dolls being jerked by wires. Okay, the New York Times just did not understand. They didn't get it. During their first little stint in New York, the Grateful Dead also played a venue called the Cheetah Club on June 12, 1967. Um, and this was located at 53rd and Broadway. It opened in 1966 and closed down in the early 1970s. Um, it was New York City's first massive multimedia mega club. And Cheetah was an early prototype for the discos like Studio 54 that were going to succeed it in the late 70s. So that was the Dead's first New York City run. And as their dedicated fan base grew, they played even bigger venues. So like last year, I don't know if you were here at that point, but we had an episode about the Fillmore East, which uh, was right on 2nd Avenue near the, what is now like the NYU dance building. But basically the Fillmore East was kind of like the New, the New York venue of the Grateful Dead because Bill Graham was a very closely tied to the Grateful Dead and that was his venue. And they consistently played there until it closed in 1971. If you want to find out more about the Fillmore East, you can go find that episode on SoundCloud. Yeah. 
Um, and after all their time at the Fillmore East, they moved on to doing multiple night runs at Madison Square Garden. And we actually talked to some people who saw them there. Yeah, so they played Radio City. They played Giant Stadium, which is huge. And MSG. So yeah, we spoke to some people who went to see them at Madison Square Garden in the late 80s and early 90s. Um, And we'll start out with this one who was actually an NYU student and was living in Hayden Hall at the time. I am, my name's Heather. I am, uh, I live in South Plainfield, New Jersey. I am from the New York area. Cool. So you went to NYU? I did. I started there in 1988. So I'm old. Um... I was a freshman the fall of 1988. What was it like like seeing the Grateful Dead in New York at Madison Square Garden versus anywhere else? It was amazing. It's hard to explain <laughs> unless you've seen them. The sense of community among deadheads is unbelievable. It was like, you know, when you're, I was used to going to concerts where you had to kind of, you know, there was a fair amount of aggression. I went to a bunch of punk shows, um, and you kind of had to... You know, just keep your wits about you and make sure that you, you didn't aggravate anybody. And in the dead community, there's there's very little of that. It was everybody is super welcoming. Everybody was really friendly. Everybody looked out for each other. It was magical. There were so many shows for so many nights every fall, and it was something you could rely on. And you knew no matter which show you got tickets to and who you ended up going with, that it was going to be fun. There were going to be magical moments. There, there could be some really crappy moments, too. You know, the music wasn't always fabulous, but there was something about the energy. You know, the city itself has its own special energy, and when you add it in the Grateful Dead and all the people who came to town to see them and all of the anticipation of how much fun you were going to have, it just created this mix that became just magical. It's interesting because MSG doesn't like have a parking lot really. So do you remember mm-hmm. if there was like a like a lot scene or, or anything like that outside or Um yes, there was. I'm trying to remember where it was, but there definitely was. You know, there were people it, it had you had to be a little more circumspect than in like some of the other big um kind of more rural shows where you had giant parking lots to set up all your tables in. But there were, you know, people selling grilled cheeses and, you know, handmade um, stickers and stuff like that. All Yeah, but it was probably more of like a walking lot than like a setup lot than there used to be. Like, what was the hippie NYU scene like? Um, it was not very strong. It was kind of, there was like maybe two or three kids in my dorm that I could just tell by looking at them, you know, were kind of big deadheads. It probably, yeah, it, it wasn't really like, there wasn't really a whole a whole movement there. Is there anything else that you want to tell us about or that you want to talk about? You know, now that I'm talking to you guys about it, it was being able to go see the Grateful Dead night after night after night in New York City. Um you know, close to home, being able to kind of know that even if you went by yourself, you would run into friendly faces and meet up with somebody who you could chat with for a little bit. It, there, there was just something really special about it. And then the second person we spoke to was Andrew, and this is what he had to say about the concert that he went to in, I think, 1991. 
I'm Andrew. I'm from St. Louis. Um, late 40s and used to tour with the Grateful Dead. So we were wondering about your experiences uh, seeing the Grateful Dead in New York City. Well, I saw them in Madison Square Garden. And back then, in the early 90s and the late 80s, you didn't order tickets online or anything like that. You did it with an envelope and sent it into the Grateful Dead ticket office in California. So all over my envelope, in tiny print, I wrote, Matt, please have front row, Matt, please have front row. I must have written it a thousand times on the envelope. <laughs> Put it in with my money order. Lo and behold, they sent me front row to Madison Square Garden. It was a great concert. It was sold out, and it, it, was, it was unbelievable being front and center, right in front of Jerry Garcia. Yeah, it was September 13th, 1991. Wow. There was just a lot of energy on those crowded streets. I, I, I remember taking the subway, and it was just packed with tie-dyes and people selling their wares. No one. It was really hard to find people as well. You got have to keep in mind, this was well before cell phones. This was well before everybody. We used to have to wait in line to use a payphone to find out where people were. They would put up a big chalkboard, a big board, and people would write notes on the board. Hey, I'm over here by this uh, landmark, or I'm over here by this landmark, and that's how we found one another. Did that feel special in New York in particular to you, like compared to the other Absolutely. Dead concerts? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it has a huge meaning, but so does the shows that I see in saw in East Troy, Wisconsin, they all are special in their own unique ways. But Madison Square Garden has a huge place in the heart of the Grateful Dead. So to be in uh, part of that action was, was quite astounding. And, you know, although I can't remember the minute details, I, I can remember the feeling. And it's a, a carefree feeling that it's hard to come by. I feel very fortunate. Sam, I'm so glad that we finally got to this episode. It's really cool to look at their long history with the city um, that's changed a bit throughout time, but has also stayed pretty consistent. Definitely. All right. And we hope everybody listening enjoyed hearing about the Grateful Dead in New York City, which you have been hearing about on Sick Transit Gloria on WNYU 89.1 FM. Production help on this episode from Katherine Liebenson. I am Anna. And I'm Sam. Good night. Thank you.